heads together for just a moment as we prepare our hearts to receive this Lord's Supper as we prepare ourselves to think again about all that it symbolizes and all that it shows Father, we thank you for your presence. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your presence as we come to this table. You are here with us, among us, in us, as your corporate body. Father, teach us that truth. Let us walk in it. We pray in Jesus' name. In Luke chapter 22, you have your Bibles and want to turn with me there. Verses 14 through 23, Jesus sat at table, or Luke says reclined at table, with the apostles to celebrate what we call the Last Supper. It's been memorialized in pieces of uh, works of art and other things. But he sat there with them and he shared the bread and he shared the the wine with them and he said to them that and he promised them that someday they would sit at another table with him in the kingdom now, many Christians come to this table and they call it strange things in reality some will talk about the communion table being an altar we really don't come to an altar tonight we come to a table and I'll talk about the difference in those two in just a minute it's not a place of ongoing sacrifice. Some groups believe that it is. Some will say it is a re-sacrificing of Christ. It is a re-offering of his body and his blood. And so they come every time and they, they see themselves as crucifying Christ over again. We do not see that in this table. We do not see an altar here where a sacrifice is being made. But rather we see a table and I believe that's how Jesus intended for it to be. And so let's think for just a minute about the difference in those two. Here, though, first, the reading of the text from Luke chapter 22, verse, starting in verse 14. When the hour had come, he reclined at table and the apostles with him. And he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say to you, I shall never again eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God and when he had taken a cup and given thanks he said take this and share it among yourselves for I say to you I will not drink of the fruit of the vine from now on until the kingdom of God comes and when he had taken some bread and given thanks he broke it and gave it to them saying this is my body which is given for you do this in remembrance of me and in the same way he took the cup after they had eaten, saying, This cup which is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. But behold, the hand of the one betraying me is with mine on the table. For indeed the Son of Man is going as it has been determined, but woe to the man by whom he is betrayed. 
And they began to discuss among themselves which one of them it might be who was going to do this thing. When we think about the difference in an altar and a table, there, there are basically three things that I, I come to think about when I come to this table. The first thing is an altar is a place of death, but a table is a place of life. The altar is a place where sacrifices were given. They were, they were, they were killed there in order to, to bring about an appeasement of God's wrath upon sin. They, they were, death was given there in order to bring about forgiveness of sins. And so in the Old Testament tabernacle, you had an altar. In the Old Testament temple, you had an altar. Nowhere in the church of Jesus Christ do we ever see in the New Testament that there is an altar. We have in the church the table of, of, of life, the table of fellowship with the living Lord Jesus Christ. We do as Christians have an altar, but it's not here at the front of the church. It's not at this table. Where is the altar for the Christian? Any guesses? Huh? At the cross. That's exactly right. It was at the cross where the sacrifice was given, the final sacrifice, the ultimate sacrifice. And so our altar was 2,000 years plus ago when Jesus Christ gave himself in our place. An altar is a place of death. A table is a place of life and of fellowship. An altar is also a place of salvation. But a table is a place of consecration. You know, I don't, I don't take of the Lord's Supper so that I can go to heaven. Again, some believe that if you forsake this table and don't take of this table at least every so often, then your salvation is in jeopardy. Indeed, you have no salvation. That salvation comes through the taking. Grace comes through the taking of bread and the drinking of the wine, drinking of the fruit of the vine that Jesus talked about here. But we come to this table and partake of it because we are in the fellowship if we're already redeemed. We are in fellowship with one another in the body of Christ, and we are in fellowship with Jesus Christ because of his sacrifice at the altar 2,000 years ago that the Holy Spirit has applied to our life. We come to this table as a point of remembrance. It is a memorial, but it's not a funeral. It is memorial to all that Jesus Christ has done and all that he has accomplished and, what, and that Jesus died once for my sins and I was saved once and for all and when I transferred, when my trust was placed in him, that was placed in him for all of eternity. I don't need to be continually, repeatedly, or gradually saved. I am fully saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. So this table represents a time of consecration. It begins being set apart, my own self, to say, I come again to, to acknowledge that I am set apart for his service, for his glory, for his honor in everything. So an altar is a place of death and a table is a place of life where we receive life-giving life nourishment. An altar is a place of salvation. The table is a place of consecration. And finally, an altar is a place of separation. And a table is a place of communion. 
an altar represents my sin and my need, again, to appease God's wrath toward that sin. He is holy, and I am not, and you are not. We are not. So there's a gulf of separation between us. An altar can close that separation. Jesus died to bridge that chasm which all of the Old Testament sacrifices foreshadowed and spoke of that was ultimately and completely going to come. But the table of communion is a place where I'm invited to freely come by the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and to come to that table as often as we do and, and we sit and we dine, if you will, we commune, we fellowship with Jesus. We as a church at Grace celebrate the Lord's Supper at least 12 times a year, at least once a month. Perhaps that's not often enough, but we do come at that time and we sit at the table figuratively and we commune and we dine and we fellowship with our Lord. We don't come to an altar for the Lord's Supper. We come to a table. It's the old gospel songs that once said, Come and dine, the master calls. Come and dine. You may feast at Jesus' table all the time. He who fed the multitude turned the water into wine. To the hungry, that is the spiritually hungry, he calls now. Come and dine. We come to this table because of who he is and what he's done. And what he's done in our lives. We come to this table as a point of, of gratitude, as a point of worship, as a point of communion with him. We as Baptists believe it's an ordinance, not a sacrament. We as Baptists believe that it's given uh, to remember and to point to that which has taken place, not to do anything effectually. But there is a sense in which the presence of Christ is very real. And maybe real more so than as we sense it when we come to this table because we focus on him. Focus on all that he's done. I invite you tonight as we come to this table to remember those things. I invite you to remember his sacrifice. His body that was broken. His body that was given on the cross. His blood that was poured out. The blood, as he calls it, of the new covenant. The blood that established a relationship between God and his people that is eternal and that is unbreakable and that is life-changing. We come to this table because he says, come and do this in remembrance of me. We come to this table because he says we ought to, we need to. And so we do. So tonight, as Grace Baptist Church, we come around this table. Now you may be here and be a visitor tonight. And I will tell you that while we come as Grace Baptist Church around this table, this is not our table. It's the Lord's table. If you're here tonight and you are a believer in Jesus Christ, a disciple of Christ, trusted, have trusted in him, you're invited to participate in this meal with us. If you know the Lord Jesus Christ. But I do ask you, as I ask all of our people, every time we come, to use this moment, these moments as we hold that bread in our hand and hold that fruit of the vine in our hand and think before we eat and drink of it. 
Think about the sacrifice and examine yourselves. Ask him to show you areas in your own life that need to be cleansed. And use this time as a point of confession, as a point of repentance, as we come to the table, not to an altar. Would you bow your heads with me? Your heads bowed and your eyes closed. I want you to just for a moment prepare your hearts. And while you're preparing your hearts, the deacons will come and prepare to serve this meal. And Luke told us what took place that night as they came to the table. We know that after that, they've, after they observed the Passover together and Jesus sort of reinterpreted that, they, they didn't understand. They grumbled and they complained and they asked who was going to be the greatest. Jesus went out and prayed and they fell asleep. And then Jesus was betrayed by Judas that night. And on that night, there became the process, the, the, the beginning of the event that would bring salvation to you and me. Father, we thank you this night for the bread, for the cup. We thank you this night, Lord, that we can come because of your grace, because of your call and your invitation to this table. Father, help us to focus on you this evening and on your goodness and on your grace. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he was asking his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said some say John the Baptist and others Elijah, but still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. I also say to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overpower it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall have been bound in heaven, and whatever you shall loose on earth shall have been loosed in heaven. Then he warned the disciples that they should tell no one that he was the Christ. From that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised up on the third day. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, God forbid it, Lord. This shall never happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. For you are not setting your mind on God's interest, but on man's. The scripture says that on that night he took the bread and he blessed it, which we have done. 
And he said, this is my body, which is given for you. Take and eat it. And do this in remembrance of me. And after they'd eaten the bread, he took the cup. He said, this cup represents my blood. It is my blood which is poured out that you might live. It's the blood of the new covenant. You see, all covenants were sealed by blood, either the blood of animals, but in this case, the blood of the perfect, spotless Lamb of God. He said, take and drink it and do this in remembrance of me. They worshiped after that. They sang a hymn. They went out. We're going to sing several hymns. Before we go out, we're going to take our evening offering. And at the end of the service, there'll be some uh, ushers at the back with cup buckets to take your cups, if you'll just take those out as you go, and also buckets for the Karis offering that we'll take as we leave. So uh, let's stand together. Brother Jeff's going to come and lead us, and let's worship the Lord together tonight.